views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. Welcome. Hey, it is so great to be connecting with all of you. We have got an amazing show for all of you out there. Um, I, I want to just uh, first let me just say hi to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. How you be? Good morning and good day to you, Pat. Oh, what a great day. I want to give a shout out to my folks over there across the pond at WBLQ and the city of Westerly, Rhode Island. It's amazing. We've got this tag team of events going on, and it is so great to know and fascinating, fascinating bit of information uh, out of all the places that, you know, could have been uh, could have come to us, Benny, to do the show. What do you think the odds are of getting two flagship stations, both of them on the water? Hmm. Amazing. You need some water in the middle then. We got to find like what? Utah, Salt Lake, somewhere like that. Uh, okay. I don't All know. Right. I'm just throwing it All out there. I don't know. You know that's, a good, that's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on that right away. Ooh, or the Mississippi. Oh, the Mississippi. That's, that's uh, right in the middle. See? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I totally relate to the Mississippi. But here's the thing that I want to say to everybody out there. You know, this time of year, I love it. Benny, me, we love it. We're planning it. You know, there are things that we're doing. But here's what I want everybody to know about. You know, for somebody like me, and especially for somebody like myself, uh, my sister, uh, uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share something uh, with all of you that perhaps I have not shared before. Um, some of you have said to me, "Wow, you know, this work you're doing with the allergy and asthma network. You know, what inspired you? You know, what is it about this message, Pat?" That's personally important to you because it's really clear to us as we listen that there's something going on here that is very personal with you about this. Now, the the series we're doing with Tanya, Tanya Winders, is, uh, of course, to bring and shine the light on awareness, but it's also about action. And today you're going to hear about the action that is required for us to create positive change. Now, I love, love what uh, Tanya is all about. For those of you that don't know who she is, you know, write down allergyasthmanetwork.org. Write it down. Also, take down this number, 1-800-878-4403. And the reason I'm talking with you about this today is because we cannot say enough about the state of affairs around allergies and around asthma. And today I get to talk 
with par. Boy, I I'm starting to choke up already here. Woo, I'm having a moment. Sorry. Just got to give me a second here. Today, I get to talk with her about what it means to be an advocate for allergy and asthma. Now, why is this important to me? Many of you have emailed me. You know, many of you have said to me, Pat, you know, you get passionate about a lot of things. Why this? And I've shared this with Tanya. My sister, beautiful, amazing woman, died on the hospital floor of an al having an allergy attack. Now, how does that even happen? How does that happen? How is it that even in places where you expect people to understand about allergy and asthma, what is it that would cause something like that to happen? Now, I will tell everybody that up until I met Tanya and found out what the allergy and asthma folks were doing, I just thought it was an isolated event. I thought that my sister, the hospital, the care, you know, that it was just an anomaly. But now I know differently. I know that even today, we have absolutely incredible rise in the number of people with asthma and the number of people with allergies. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Myself, I've had to discover my own allergies. Now, if you can imagine me, and my sister and I are cut from the same parents, sitting in a hospital, just getting a little knee surgery, get a little after surgery injection, and my arm starts to turn red <laughs> from the point of the injection all the way up. So today's show is one of the most important shows that I think I, that I've done in a really long time. Because we have folks like Tanya, like the folks at, you know, like the folks at Allergy and Asthma out into the world creating change, whether it's Capitol Hill, whether it's a caucus on quarterly briefings, whether it's an FDA testimony, whether it's to pass state laws, you know, about the right to carry, about what to do on airplanes if you happen, if you happen to be in a situation now, many of you I know relate to this because you've emailed me and some of you have called me. And I can't tell you how quickly I want to send you to allergyasthmanetwork.org. And why do I want to do that? Because when you get there, what you're going to find is you're going to find an area for you and you can sign up for free and get a lot of information. But what you're also going to find is you're going to find information that you could pass on to your doctors. You know, one of you even said to me, you heard the show, uh, albeit not live, you listened to the podcast or the replay, and you basically said to me, you know, gee, Pat, I don't know how to talk to my doctor. You know, I've tried to tell my doctor about this, and my doctor, I sent my doctor, and I sent my doctor the link, and my doctor actually read it. Well, I'm not the expert here. Tanya is. Today... I hope you have a pen in hand. If you don't, the show will replay tonight. Please, 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 whether it's you, your children, your grandchildren, somebody you know, your neighbor, let's change the level of awareness. When you see that person with an inhaler, 
please understand that they are attempting to save their lives. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. I appreciate the opportunity to be once again back with you today. You know, I I had never shared that story about my sister in quite that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very important one because I believe it is a situation that could have been avoided. And today's show mm-hmm. is to talk about outreach and it's to talk about awareness. So I would love for you, love for you to tell us where you are with helping patients and professionals get educated and what we can do to support you. Thank you for being here today. Sure, absolutely. Well, again, you know, Allergy Medicine Network is really uh, an organization that has been dedicated to that same mission for the past 30 years, and that's ending needless death and suffering due to asthma and allergies. And we do that in three, uh, I'm sorry, in four core mission areas um, that we've had the opportunity to talk about several of those, and today we're on the third mission area of advocacy. And so outreach, education, advocacy, and research. And today we want to talk about, you know, advocacy, what that really means, what are some of the policies that we've worked both at the federal and state level to implement, and how that impacts each of us as individuals and families living with allergies and asthma. Mm. Let's describe what advocacy means for our listeners today. Uh, I know that uh, we have listeners waiting for today's show, but one of the questions that's already come in is, you know, the term advocacy comes up, but I've never really associated it with allergy and asthma. Uh, Can you please discuss today what advocacy looks like from your perspective? That's a question from one of our listeners. It's a great question, right? It is. It is such a great question. You know, we are all advocates for one thing or another, and hopefully, first and foremost, for advocates for ourselves and for our own health. And being an advocate for your own health means, you know, knowing, uh, uh, being in tune with your body, certainly knowing how to recognize signs and symptoms when something isn't going right, and how to respond appropriately. So for allergies and asthma, that may mean knowing the signs and symptoms of a severe life-threatening allergic reaction called anaphylaxis and having epinephrine auto-injectors on hand to address that and to treat it. Or it may mean uh, recognizing the signs and symptoms of when your asthma symptoms are worsening, when your asthma condition is worsening, and having your albuterol inhaler on hand or taking your inhaled corticosteroid on a daily basis to advocate for your own health. But then after one is an advocate for their own health and well-being, we believe that advocacy really is an opportunity to take that to the next level and to be the voice and advocate on behalf of others in your same community. So that's what our advocacy efforts really focus on, is how do we create public policy um, at, at both the local, state, and federal level in order to protect not only our own family, but families just like ours suffering from these conditions. You know, I made a statement, uh, Tanya, and I wonder if you can uh, help me be uh, most correct about it. Uh, one of the things I said was that, you know, certainly when my sister passed away, we did not have the level of awareness we have now about allergy and asthma, or at least I don't think we did. You know, it actually wasn't yeah. that long ago. It was in 1992. And so, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward to where we are today. Clearly, we have the Internet. Clearly, we have other venues. Um but one of the things that, that, uh, that I, I said was we are now living in a world where the rate of allergy slash asthma, the rate, the rates of these 
is now higher than it's ever been. And I believe, but I don't have the information, children, it's more prevalent in children than it's ever been. Can you please give us, I know we talked about it, but can you kind of give us an update? Absolutely. So, yes, unfortunately, we don't really understand why, but the prevalence of both allergies and asthma is on the rise. And in fact, what we're seeing is that for some reason, our body seems to be hyper responding to things that it's never responded to in that way before. It's recognizing everyday normal things like foods or environmental pollens as dangerous and harmful and over responding to those and producing this allergic reaction that we've discussed. And oftentimes, again, with, uh, there's such a strong link between allergies and asthma. In fact, about 60 to 70% of people with asthma also have environmental allergies at play. Well, and, you know, this is something that, you know, we're, we're faced with. Can you give us a, a, a rundown? Uh, because I know we've got a lot of things to talk about in terms of advocacy. But people have a certain point of view about what asthma is, what allergies are. And we're really not educated very well. Most of the time we see something sensational and we think that's asthma. And we see it as at the last stages of, you know, my friend has asthma, last stages of an asthma attack. But that's not it. There are different things to be mindful of and be alert uh, about. Uh, and if we're not educated about it, we're not even going to know what the remedy is. Is part of your advocacy an educational part as well? Oh, yes. They're so, each of those missionaries are so intertwined certainly raising awareness through outreach, educating people through resources and programs, play right into our advocacy and research efforts. Because again, we believe that someone can't really be an advocate for themselves or others until they have been engaged through outreach and educated through programs and resources to really understand their own condition and then also to speak on behalf of others. Well, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to talk about this in detail. And, you know, I want to start out by talking, you know, with you about Capitol Hill. What is it uh, that you all have put together uh, for your interaction, for your advocacy on Capitol Hill? Yes. Well, we are so excited to once again host the annual Allergy Announcement Day on Capitol Hill. 2015 was our 18th year on Capitol Hill, and it was held in May, and it will once again be held May 11th of 2016, um, where we fly in families from all across the country, as well as healthcare professionals who are passionate about this area. And we all get together, talk about the key issues that are facing our families, and have um, coordinated discussions with members of Congress to raise these issues and ensure that our voice is heard for federal legislative efforts. Wow. I I can only imagine what that's like. Can you give us a little background of what that effort really consists of? Because, you know, again, I think we have a point of view that we get from uh, television, you know, the shows about, you know, people in politics. Uh, But I don't think any of us really understand the effort behind what you all do to even get that forum going. Sure. Well, you know, it is quite a coordinated effort. I mean, I think that, um, again, a lot of what we see on TV is 
is really a, a simplified version of what goes on in Capitol Hill. The reality is that hundreds and hundreds of bills are introduced each and every Congress, and yet a very small portion, actually fewer than 10 percent, are ever passed. And so it takes a great coordinated effort to know the members of Congress, also know their staffers, be able to make that personal connection, then tell the story of allergy and asthma and how it's impacting our nation in a compelling way to encourage action on behalf of the family. Well, you know, this is some of the things that, you know, we, we, we sit down and we try to think about it. Okay, what's the action? Can you please tell us what, it, what is it that are most important for the people on Capitol Hill to hear? Because we already assume, right, especially, I, you know, I, I, I take the Lyme disease conversation to the forefront. And, you know, you're taking another conversation to the forefront. So you really have to be able to tell people exactly what this is for. What have you found in presenting information? Are people on board? Do folks understand this? What, what is your sense? Well, I think that in most of our conversations, there's certainly the recognition that asthma is a um, impacting chronic condition uh, on our nation. You know, $56 billion a year that we uh, are indirect and direct costs due to asthma alone, and over $50 billion a year due to allergies. So we combine the two, over $100 billion in U.S. dollars each and every year to treat and manage these conditions in both direct and indirect costs. So the economic conversation is very powerful to those in D.C. But then I think you always have to put a face and a name to the statistics. And so that's why it's so important for families to come to D.C. and to meet with us and to meet with members of, of the federal government and share their very personal stories because everyone's journey is a bit different. And putting that face and that name to the statistic certainly has a significant impact on moving people to action. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, I know you're traveling right now and I know you've taken time at a very busy schedule to be on this show. Um, can you just give me an idea, all of us actually, an idea of if you had to identify three areas that you've seen pretty good progress in, what would you say? Yeah, yeah, that's such a great question. I mean, I'm so very proud of the advocacy work that we've done and the way that it's impacted policy throughout our country. I think one of the first areas is in the ability for students to self-carry their medication in schools. So back in 2004, we worked with President Bush to actually enact a legislation such that all students would have the right to carry their albuterol inhaler for asthma, as well as their epinephrine auto-injector for uh, severe allergic reactions in the classroom with them. And so now that becomes a decision on behalf of the parent, the student, and the provider, the healthcare provider, the physician, of when a child is, uh, is ready and mature enough to do that. And they all now, across all 50 states, have the right to do so. So not only do we get the federal legislation passed in 04, but then throughout the following 10 years, we were able to get all 50 states passed. So mm -hmm. that's an area that we are very, very excited about. Um, and, and we have confirmation that has saved, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives over time. And then a second legislative effort that uh, we 
were a part of in 2013 um, and since is the Stock Up and Efren in Schools Act. So this is a federal legislation that was signed into law by President Obama in 2013 that allows schools the right to um, carry, uh, to have on hand stock epinephrine auto-injectors in the event of a life-threatening allergic reaction of a student or an adult on the premises. And this is so critically important because 25% of anaphylactic reactions actually happen at school without a previous diagnosis. And so you've got people who are at risk uh, for severe allergic reactions that don't have that life-saving medication on hand, and this allows the school to have that on hand, but also to administer it without fear of retribution or liability um, on behalf of that Good Samaritan who, who acts out and saves that individual's life. And then subsequently, um, 48 states have passed that same legislation in the last two years. And so we're very excited about that because it's one thing to have a federal legislation, but then you also have to have the states who come behind that and back that up and implement their own legislation to uh, reflect that on a state level. And so we've been very active in making sure that schools have that ability and that school nurses have that liability concern covered um, to administer epinephrine in the event of anaphylaxis. And then the you third know, area that I would say, sure. Yeah, yep, go, go ahead. ahead. No, Sorry. go right ahead. Yep. Um, the third area that I would say that we've been very active and will continue um, to, you know, um, push for legislation is in the area of continued federal funding for CDC's National Asthma Control Program and the NIH, the National Institutes of Health Research in Allergy and Asthma, because it's these federal dollars that support the, the ongoing funding for research, but also the monitoring and tracking of the epidemiology data, which informs us about how the prevalence is changing and growing and what we can do about it. So we feel like that it's very important that our federal government continue to fund these areas and these programs that impact so many millions of lives. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about, you know, first of all, what can any of us do to help and support this? You know, the other thing we're going to talk about is, you know, what are some of the areas? What are some of the things that, you know, perhaps are not in the immediate future, but the, the vision, the future? You know, if, if, you, if you had a, if you had a, a, you know, a crystal ball in front of you and you could wish for something, what would that be? What would it be that we could hope for to create, a, again, a positive change? The other thing, Tanya, is, you know, many people think about, well, wait a minute, you know, I, I looked at the label, I didn't see it was in there, or else I wouldn't have eaten it, I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have put myself there, I wouldn't have done this, that, or the other thing. Are we doing things, or, or are you all doing things to help with the labeling of things a bit more? I know this may, may not be exactly what we're talking about today, but I'm really struck by this particular topic. Sure. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to continue the conversation on that topic. Well, this is what we'll do. We're going to take a short break, everybody. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. You know, what is it that you can become way more mindful about? How might you get your family involved? Now, here's the thing I love. This time of year, what is it about this time of year 
that could activate an allergic reaction, could activate an asthma attack, as, as it's called. What is it about this year, some tips that you all can have to make a positive change and awareness? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Tanya Winders joining us here today. Very important show. For those of you out there, you know, please go ahead and take a look. Uh, go to uh, Allergy Asthma Network. And, you know, as I said before, when you go there, there's a lot of things that you're going to be able to do. Uh, you're going to be able to sign up, receive a copy of the newsletter. You're going to be able to plug in, get information, pass the information on, and much more. And so please take a minute and go check it out. Again, the best way to do that, allergyasthmanetwork.org. Allergyasthmanetwork.org. We're going to take a short break, everybody. When we come back, more from Tanya, more about advocacy, and more about, yeah, those dreaded labels you have to read with your little cheater glasses. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Artie Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Artie has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. 
Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. The following audio is via a Skype call. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, many of you have been asking about our crowdfunding campaign. We have actually given it a different look uh, and a different vision, and I'll be talking about that next week. Today, it's about allergy and asthma. Uh, for those of you that want to find out more uh, about what you can do, how you can become more aware. Tanya Winder's joining me here today, and she's going to walk us through, first of all, what some of the events are that are coming up, and also what you can do once you get to the site, how you can stay plugged in. Tanya, welcome, welcome back. It's great to have you here. Tell folks a little bit about the network and about how they can stay on top of allergy and asthma, especially this time of year. Sure. You know, it, it's so interesting. Around the holidays, we all are in new environments and sometimes old, familiar environments with, um, you know, experiencing new foods and, and certainly eating out. And the risk, actually, of severe life-threatening allergic reactions is much higher during the holidays because of this. And then in relation to asthma, um, it, it's also a time of year where we see many more exacerbations and flares and asthma symptoms. And a lot of times that's brought on by a virus, um, a cold, the flu, certainly can make your asthma symptoms much, much worse. So it's really critically important at this time of the year to know where there are trusted, credible sources that you can go to, and certainly at allergyasthmanetwork.org. Um, where you can join the network, you can get a variety of, of resources and um, tools to help you better understand your condition and to avoid those dangerous events like we've been talking about. Yeah, wow, it's so important for people. Before the break, I, I talked about, for me at least, you know, I never really have been one to examine labels. I mean, clearly I look at labels and, you know, I'm looking for certain things. Um, but I, it was pointed out to me that I actually should be looking a little bit more, more closely at labels. Uh, and even if I do look at labels, there, there are some items on there that say 
a whole list of things that are in food and food products, right? But then there's a little category that says something like either in natural products or in natural ingredients too. Now, if you're allergic to nuts, you know, right? Peanuts are a natural ingredient. And so can you help us with that about, you know, what is the role of the FDA and how, how much accountability do each of us need to have for ourselves? Sure. Well, you know, this is an area that we are absolutely very concerned about and, and talk with families about very frequently because reading labels is, is something that uh, we've not really been trained very well to do. And in fact, yes, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, is responsible for overseeing not only the approval of medications and treatments, but also of overseeing our food and drugs. Um, in our in our society today, and they're also responsible for the labeling laws and for the regulations surrounding those labels. So for people who are living with uh, life-threatening allergies, it's very critically important that you understand what the labeling laws are and what they mean. So interestingly enough, FDA has put out uh, regulations that actually say for the top eight most common allergens, uh, all products must be labeled if they contain those products. So that's nuts, peanuts, um, fish, shellfish, eggs, milk, wheat, soy are those top eight. Mm. And so, again, for those, it, you have to list if, in fact, a product contains those. However, you don't have to list if it is run on a line, a production line, right? Um, with products that are. So that's why we often see the labeling that says may contain or could contain, but that might contain, may contain, could contain language is often because the products are being run on a line that does have products that, that include those uh, eight top eight allergens. And the manufacturer can't be certain that there aren't trace amounts of cross-contamination of those proteins in those specific foods. Yeah. And, you know, let's talk about what the impact of that might be. Um, It's going to vary from person to person. It's going to vary from child to child. Um, It could be something, uh, Tanya, as, you know, let's say, oh, my child is tired all the time. And as a matter of fact, this is actually a true story. You know, uh, I had a friend whose child was tired all the time. So the parent thought the child was on drugs, right? It was almost this, this, you know, slow, everyday, tired all the time. And they really, they had to figure out, you know, what is it? And boy, they boiled it down to something they were giving the child every day to eat. Now, this is, this is, I'm sure this is, you know, not something that we hear every day. Can you give us the range of impact that might happen? Because sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's not. Sure, sure. So when we're talking about, allergy, true food allergy. The Mm -hmm. incidence is about 2 to 4% in adults and around 6 to 8% of children 
who have at least one allergy, food allergy. So that is, is still a fairly significant portion of the population. But then there's also individuals such as your friend who may have just an intolerance or a sensitivity where it's not, cre- it's not causing them to have a severe allergic reaction that could be life-threatening, but it's certainly impacting their quality of life, their function on a normal day-to-day basis of activities. And those are often things called intolerances or sensitivities to food. And again, there are currently no labeling laws or requirements outside of the top eight life-threatening food allergies. Um, And so you wouldn't always find um, a full disclosure of those products and and ingredients in every processed food that uh, may be available on the shelf. Yeah, and you know, and this is really now a whole new level of awareness for people, and how you know each of us can become you know more more aware, alert, and aware. Aware. There's a question that comes up quite a bit, I think, and I wonder if you can help us with this. There, there are federal uh, regulations, and then there are state, and and and. The question, I guess, is between whether, you know, we're talking about compounding, whether we're talking about, you know, what, to, you know, what to stock in schools. I wonder if you could talk about the difference between federal and state and what some sure. of the laws are that, you know, are happening now. Because most people, if you say compounding, sure. law, they don't know. Sure. Well, you know, the compounding issue is one that has been on Allergy and Asthma Network radar for quite some time, but has really made the press in the last three or four years. If you guys recall back in 2012, there was the New England compounding pharmacy case uh, where there were actual outbreaks of meningitis due Mm. to compounding pharmacy products. And so this has resulted in a federal effort and state effort of cracking down on compounding pharmacies and compounding pharmacy laws. Now, consequently, um, Allergy Announcement Network back in 2004 we found out that um, uh, many asthma medications were being compounded and not in the safest of ways. And these were albuterol um, nebulizer treatments that were actually being compounded in pharmacies. And so we worked with federal legislators as well as state legislators as well as um, insurance providers, insurance payers, to crack down on these behaviors and to keep families safe from those at-risk compounding activities because if you're not compounding in the most sterile way and meeting all those federal requirements then actually that's when you see these viral outbreaks and when families are put at higher risk so um, that's the the compounding issue now that's the question about the federal versus state legislation Mm -hmm. Um, so the federal government always attempts to not impede on the state rights Um, Because, again, each state has its own set of laws and governing bodies. And so the federal government really strives to not um, overstep their bounds uh, into the state law area. And, of course, states fight very strongly for that, as we have seen even with the introduction of the Affordable Care Act, where some states have sued the federal government for infringing on those rights. And so um, that's really where there is a bit of um, the need to not only work to get federal legislation, but then to also work at the state level. So, for example, 
with the Stock Up and Efron legislation. The federal legislation uh, that was passed and signed by President Obama actually incentivizes and allows states to pass their own legislation. And so if they choose to pass legislation, they get a higher rating for federal funding on certain programs. And so that's where the incentive comes in and where the federal government has that sort of carrot, if you will, for the state to move forward with their own laws. And then the states are the ones that actually pass the legislation. Many times the federal legislation will have model language and um, also outline what the key uh, concerns and factors are that should be considered when, when drafting the state law. Um, but, uh, again, there's a fine line between setting federal guidelines and legislation and encouraging states to act versus um, passing laws that infringe on state rights. Yeah, I, I mean, this is really one of those areas where education and awareness is really key for everybody all around. You know, uh, and I think that you hit on something really important is that, you know, today we have scenarios and situations we did not have 30, 40 years ago. Uh, and what might that even look like? Well, first of all, you know, we have a wide array of, of products that aren't necessarily even food that may enter an environment which would cause or trigger something to go on. We're going to take a short break, Tanya, when we come back. Uh, be interested to know uh, some tips and, uh, and for the holiday season, but also, you know, how can people get directly involved? What would be one of the, one of the key things they could do? We're going to take a short break, everyone. Uh, for more information, as I said before, uh, you're welcome to go and visit allergyasthmanetwork.org. Just go to the website, and then you're going to see a number of ways for you to participate. Uh, you can sign up and, of course, be kept on board and aware of the great work that the network is doing, as well as find people that you might have a question for. You know, they have a great health educator uh, phone number, 1-800-878-4403. If you're not familiar, you're not sure about how to go out and about this season, speak with someone. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back with the show, right back with Tanya Winders. so glad you made time to see me how's life tell me how's your family i haven't seen the preceding audio was via a skype call Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
Shine on Radio. Find your shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basile as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit thetruthisfunny.com. Are you seeking a more deeply connected and fulfilling life? Do you often find yourself feeling overwhelmed, overworked, or exhausted? Are you ready to embrace a life filled with more love, connection, and joy? Best of the month list and five-star rated on Amazon, Conscious Being by author TJ Woodward will awaken you to your true nature. To learn more about how to get your copy of Conscious Being, visit ConsciousBeingBook.com today. The following audio is via a Skype call. You've been good, busier than ever. With small talk, work in the weather. Your guard is up and I know why. Wow, everyone. Welcome back. As you all heard me say earlier when I started the show, you know, working with um, Allergy and Asthma Network, working with Tanya and the folks there has been very important to me. Uh, Clearly for me, uh, had I had the knowledge and the information I have now, thanks to the great work that they have done, uh, I am pretty clear that my sister would be alive today. Uh, Having said that, now you know there are things you can do. Uh, Tanya, thank you for joining me here today. I did ask you a question earlier about if you had a crystal ball, if you had a wish list, what would be on the top of that wish list to have happen? Sure. Well, I think that's such an intriguing question and (laughs) one that we've given a lot of thought to at the network. You know, and I think for the 100 million Americans that um, suffer from these conditions that live every day with allergies and or asthma, um, you know, it, it really becomes about access. Access to care is one of the key things that we're focused on. And if I could crystal ball for a moment and, and envision a day where patients and families could access their health care provider, um, anyone in that collaborative care team via a HIPAA-compliant telemedicine visit over their smartphone where on demand they could speak to an asthma educator or to their pediatrician or to their board-certified allergist and ask the questions that are most pertinent, most relevant at that given time. It would be a 
a much better environment for patients and families. Because the truth is that, you know, at the time that you're diagnosed, you've got all these questions, and yet you're still sort of reeling from the diagnosis. And as you go through the journey, we need that opportunity to be able to engage and have secure private conversations with our health care providers that are unrestricted in access. And then access to medications. Um, you know, we are currently just bombarded with families who can't get the medications that they need, the treatments that they so desire, and that could be life-changing and reduce that burden and that risk of death that we've talked about so freely over these um, radio interviews. You know, so I think that access to treatment, access to um, tools, diagnostic tools, and, um, you know, the ability to have care where they want it, when they want it, how they want it, um, that ultimately, again, is tailored and personalized, meeting the needs of each individual patient is uh, where we hope to see the policy changes made. Yeah. You know, many of us, um, many of us, really, we have great intentions. Um, Can you talk you talk a little bit about how the network is able to help and support people that maybe want to take it to that next step, that maybe want to do something about it, that maybe want to educate and inform, maybe talk to schools about it. What's the best way for folks to go about that? Sure. So if you, um, number one, you know, want to advocate for yourself or for your family or for your community, we have a host of tools that are available on our website but also by calling the network, connecting with our staff, we'll help you to choose and select the best tools. We have PowerPoint presentations that you can tailor and use at Girl Scout and Boy Scout troops or at PTA meetings to raise awareness about these conditions. We certainly have print resources like magazines and brochures and books that are age-appropriate and can help um, fellow classmates understand about the conditions. And we make all of those things free and available to people who are engaged with the network just for shipping and handling alone. So, you know, cost should never be an issue of getting the accurate, credible information in the right hands. So simply by visiting our website at allergyasthmanetwork.org or calling our 1-800 number, 1-800-878-4403, you can connect with our team and we will um, help you to identify the right resources um, to, to augment your, your efforts and to help you advocate not only for your own family, but for others. Um, you know, one of the things I said is you all do a level of awareness. We also talked about the fact that this time of year um, really, it, you know, sets the stage for, you know, folks to really put themselves in a position where allergies comes to the fore, come to the forefront, asthma comes to the forefront. And it doesn't just end after the holiday because one of the misconceptions, right, is that, oh, wait a minute, you have an allergy and boom, you're done. Or, you, you know, you do something, take a Benadryl, it's gone. Or you have an asthma attack and you go do this and it's gone. But people don't really understand the impact, the physical impact on the body that it has. What are some of the things that you've learned over time that people should be a bit mindful of, you know, as we do enter this holiday? Sure. Well, you know, I think that number one, it is when you are in a new environment, whether that be at a restaurant or at a relative's house, that you always you know, speak up about your allergies mm. or your your asthma and your medical conditions. Let those around you, your support system, know what how you're feeling, what's going on, 
what your uh, fears, anxieties, or risk factors may be. Um, but if you're eating out specifically, it's really we encourage families to actually talk to the chef, you know, to, to ask the server if you can speak momentarily to the chef and just outline, here's what our allergies are. Is there something that you could make for us um, that is safe? And, you know, talk a bit about cross-contamination, that it's important to use a pan only for that person's dish, uh, to not transfer utensils from one dish to another. You know, it's those trace amounts that could actually put someone really at risk and, and put them in a life-threatening situation. So that's the kind of thing that we focus in on. And then, you know, I think that the main thing is to just stay healthy, take care of yourself, eat well, rest well. You know, it's so hard during these holiday times to not get overburdened and over busy um, with the hustle and bustle of everything going on. So taking your medication, avoiding your triggers um, are key elements of staying happy and healthy throughout the holidays. Yeah, it's a it's it's actually one of the wonderful times of the year, right, for so many people. And, you know, through the work that you all have done, you make it really possible for that to happen. Tanya, thank you so much. It is really great having you on the show. I have one last question for you. Uh, and again, please give out the website. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Well, you know, I think that my personal passion is truly the, the mission of our organization. And that's, you know, we are working collectively. It can't be done by one person or one organization. It takes our community as a whole working together to end needless death and suffering due to allergies and asthma. And it's through connecting that we can breed better together and really make a difference, not only for our own family or for our own personal health and well-being, but for the millions of others that, that have these conditions. And the fact is we're all people, right? We want to be more focused on the holidays and the celebration of life rather than worried or anxious about these medical conditions. So that's really why the Allergy and Asthma Network exists and why we encourage you to connect with us either through that 1-800 number, 1-800-878-4403, or through the website, allergyasthmanetwork.org. I love it. Thank you so much, Tanya, for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank everybody out there. And if you've missed any part of the show, it will replay again. Uh, certainly, as I've said earlier, that you can go for yourself. Go to allergyasthmanetwork.org, allergyasthmanetwork.org. And remember, if you really don't know the question, there are people there that do. 1-800-878-4403. If you know you're going to have people coming to your house, you know there may be some allergies, just give folks a call, 800-878-4403. Get some guidance and direction. Make this the best holiday season ever. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time on the show. <music> 